0: to God. God gave me this word this morning before, while we were doing praise and worship. And he said, I want you to start here. And he says, if you understood the urgency of the time, if you understood the urgency of the time, he says, you would operate much differently. He says, and he says, and this is the Rama word for you today. He says, in accordance to Matthew 25, verse one, he says this, he says, at the time my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom ram can be compared to 10 maidens who took their lamp, oil lamps and went aside outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish and, and ill-prepared for they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps when the bridegroom didn't come when they expected everybody say they expected when he did not come when they expected they all grew drowsy and fell asleep he says, when he did not come, when they expected, they all became drowsy. He says, "Who glory to God. And they fell asleep. And then he said, and then suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Amen. He said, suddenly, in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, get up. The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. Pause and think about that. He says, So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones. We're running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are gone out. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You will have to go and buy some for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready, everybody said, those who were ready. 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 And waiting those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, go away, do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. You can't sleep on God. I'm telling you, you can't sleep on God. And in accordance to Romans chapter 13, he says, he's telling the church, awake out of your sleep and out of your slumber. Why? Because the day of salvation is drawing near. Church is asleep. Wake up! Stop being lazy. I said it. I said the L word. Stop being lazy. You got time for everything else, but you don't make time for God. Something is wrong, and you're going to be like them. You're going to be sleep, and when He comes, you're not even expecting Him to come because you got you're busy with everything else, and you're going to miss Him. And then you. But that's a good thing about God, because there's a do over. Are you listening? This is, not, this is not the word of Milton Jones. This is the word of the Lord. He told my church is asleep. They not even expecting me. But he's coming, whether you're ready or not, here I come. Have you ever played a game hide and go seek? After he gets to, he counts to 10, ready or not, here I come. And that's what the Lord is saying to the body of Christ today. Ready or not, here I come. I'm coming. And I'm telling you I'm coming. And I'm warning you I'm coming. And I'm telling you to go tell others, I'm coming. And you're like, nah, man, I mean, I got plenty of time. Calendar says you ain't supposed to be here for another 200, 500 years. I got plenty of time. Your time on earth, you don't know if you will be here tomorrow. You only have today. So why do we act like we got forever? I don't get it. Well, I get it, but the Lord says, why? I don't get it. He, he says, Tell my body of Christ, this is what's going to happen. And many people are going to be sleep because they're not expecting them. But First Thessalonians says, those who earnestly expect his coming, we'll be looking for him. We was talking on a, on a call on Thursday night, we was telling them on Thursday night, man, one time, June and I was in a restaurant and in Toronto, they have the subway. And we heard this train going in the ground. We thought it, it, we made such a loud noise, like, Jesus? No, no, okay, I mean, Jesus? Oh, no, 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 okay. All right, false alone, false alone. <laughs> Lord, is that you? Hey, here am I, send me, Lord, here am I. Oh, no, okay, that's just a plane going, oh, I thought it was that man. But many people are sitting asleep at the wheel and they're not expecting him. He says, how do you know? Some people, somebody said out there, how do you know that they're not expecting him? Because if you was truly expecting him to come, it change how you live. It will change what you do. It will change what you expose yourself to. It will change what you said out of your mouth. How many people know there's no cursing in heaven? ain't God ain't up your mother, Blake is sucking. He don't do that. That's not the kingdom, of the, that's not the language of the kingdom. Oh, I'm, did I? Okay, if you're, if I stepped on your toes, I'm anointed to lay hands on them and heal them. There's no there's no cussing in heaven. There's a better way to handle things. Turn to your neighbor. And say, "There's a better way to handle things." I, I, I was on the way here today, and and I talked. I have a conversation with the father on my way here. And he has conversations with me. He says, "I want you to answer this question." Somebody he said somebody asked him this question. Why is it that I'm telling my family members and I'm telling about? Friends and I'm telling everybody around me what the word of the Lord says, and it seems like nobody is listening. Nobody is acting. Nobody responding. What is wrong with them? I got an answer for you. Are you ready? You want to know the answer? What's wrong with them? (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. You. And he said this. He says you expect them to respond to what it is you say when you don't even do what it is that you say. What'd you say? Do you want you to say it again? Okay, all right. You expect them to respond to what it is that you say when you don't even do what you say. They got a word for that. Anybody want to hear? Anybody want to know what it is? hypocrisy you should do and you should do and you should do and you should do and then they watch you and you ain't doing none of the things you telling them to do and and, see i'm gonna he said he says he says tell them in the simplest form your children will do what they see you do not what they hear you say They was they would do what they see you do. That you, mom and daddy said, do this. But this, when they in that same situation, this is what they do. So as a leader, I have to make sure I'm doing what I preach. Come to my house. Do you want me to tell you? I'm the same way at the house as I am here. No, I'm probably at home. I'm a little wild, a little more radical. I have to be a little bit more. Cause I don't want to you know, blow you. Well, I'm going to blow y'all away anyway, but glory to God only because of his goodness. But when he said that, I'm like, whoa, he says, if you tell them that they really want to fix what's going on, if you want to really change what's going on, he says, be the light. Stop talking about the light. Be the light. Stop talking about the light. I know the same popular. But it's the truth. No matter what you, what, what, no matter you can get mad how you want to. I'm going to tell you what my mom used to tell me. Y'all ready? If you mad, scratch your bum and get glad. Because there ain't nothing you can do about it. I ain't taking it back. Okay, what y'all saying? If you mad, scratch your, and get glad. Because it don't change what the word of the Lord says anyway. You said, where do you get that? Matthew chapter 5, 16 says that. Let your life so shine before men, that all men will see your good works and then glorify your Father who is in heaven. This is to the body of Christ. So if the shoe fits, put it on your shoes and tie it up tight. He said it on the way here, and I'm like, Lord, wow, that's a strong word. He said, but it's the truth. He says, we get upset about things that the world does. He says, but we, yes, sir. He says, but we pick and choose what we get upset about. If it's our issue, if it's something we don't like. Like if, if, I'm, if I'm a whoremonger, I don't care about people having sex, but if, I, if, if people are killing babies, then man, that's, that's my thing. Pretty sure you can't pick or choose. You can't pick and choose. I love y'all. Y'all still love me? Y'all commanded to love me anyway. So if you do or don't, I mean, praise God, I'm cool. God loves me and I'm good with that. Wow. That was not how I seen this start this morning, but glory to God. He says it's time. He says the church, he says the people are asleep. He said people, he says people treat me. Like I'm an option. They treat me like I'm an option. Yeah, don't you know that whole God thing? (laughs) No. God, I get to you. Lord, don't you know my heart? Don't you see all the other stuff I got going on, Lord? I will get to you when I get a chance. Think about this. The five foolish and the five wise, the only difference was one was prepared, the other one was not. But all of them had an expectation that the bridegroom was coming. He was coming. They knew he was coming. The others, five didn't prepare for him. Five of them did. Pause and think about that. Five of them didn't prepare for him. He was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read this book once and it said, and it's going to be a long time. He says, but you don't know what your, when your last day here is going to be. Does anybody know when your last day here is going to be? None of you. None of us. So why would you live just because so-and-so said it's going to be hundreds of years from now? That has nothing to do with you because your last day could be today. Welcome to Super Bowl Sunday. My name is Bill Jones, and I want to welcome you to Faithful Life, a.k.a. The Depot. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am so glad that God loves me so much. He'll tell me the truth, no matter what. Neighbor, I'm so glad, Neighbor, I'm so glad, you, glad you will tell me the truth no matter what. No matter what. And Lord, I'm so glad, and Lord, I'm so glad you, sent and you sent the man and woman of God who will tell us the truth, tell truth. No, matter what. no matter what. This is not popular. <laughs> it's not popular in church today to tell people the, the, the truth. No. I can tell you some truth, but if I don't tell you the truth. I've done you a disservice. I gotta stand before God and give an account for what it is I said. I don't know about y'all, but that will scare the, holy, the whole Hades out of you. And I ain't gonna say that word cause you know I'm in church. You gotta stand before God and give an account for what it is you taught his people. I can tell you this, I don't even have to go far. I could be standing here and have to give what? I didn't tell you to say that. Don't say that. Yes. I could in truck and saw talking to you. Let's talk about the message today. What did you hear? What did he say? Love always prefers to tell the truth. Even when it's going to cost them in the end. So, with that being said, let's make this declaration. <sighs> the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Hmm. hmm. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. Mm. To appoint unto the to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Mm. Mm. the planting of the Lord, that they, that he might be glorified and they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall build the old wastes. They shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. If you are brokenhearted this morning, let's minister to you this morning. Word of God says that God is near those who are brokenhearted and, and healers those who are of a contrite spirit. The one thing the adversary wants to do is to break your heart. Because if he can steal your peace, if he can steal your joy, he can steal all your goods. You will have no confidence, you will have no hope, and you will have no earnest expectation. So let's Every, every, every situation and circumstance that has broken your heart or has let you down, it's time to let it down. To set it down at the altar before God and make the great exchange with him this morning. Mm -hmm. He says, I want to make an exchange with you. He says, for your sorrow, I want to give you joy. For your distress, I want to give you peace. For your broken heart, I want to comfort you. He says, will you make the exchange with me this morning? Will you make the exchange with me this morning? He says, will you make the exchange with him this morning? He says, I desire to make the exchange. Will you make the exchange with him this morning? Come on, come on. Psalms 34, one says this, I'm reading out of Passion translator. It says, the Lord, I'm bursting. I'm gonna switch it, hang on. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Sometimes we get brokenhearted because our expectations are met not met. We expected things to go one way and they ended up going a way altogether different. And we were hurt by that. And then we meditated on it. And then we became angry about that. And then we meditated on it. And then we became bitter about that. And then we meditated on it. And then we began to hate it. See the progression? It didn't start off that way. My expectation was not met. And as a result of it, I'm upset. I'm hurt, I'm mad, I'm bitter, I'm resentful, I hate it. And God says, let me, let me make the exchange with you today. Can you go, go back and undo any of the things that's already been done? No. But yes, he says, but you can make a decision to stop paying for it and rehearsed it and going around that same mountain again and, again and again and again and again and again to the point where you're in a rut. You're like one of those animals at the circus who they tied little pony and then the pony just keeps going around in circles and keeps going around in circles. And, and no matter, you could take that pony off of that carousel right there and that pony because it's been trained to go around in circles will continue to go around in the same circles even when they're not attached to the carousel. It's called a stronghold. It's a fortified thought. It's a fortified pattern of thinking that what you do when it happens is somebody comes, see you're a prisoner of it and you don't even realize it. See everybody who's in prison is not behind bars. You can be a prison of your own making in your mind. Cause your soul is your is your mind, will, and emotions. Your feelings, your choosers, your thinkers. It's all in your soul. And when you get wounded, what you do is you put guards around that gate, around that hurt. You are prisoner to it because it won't let you out but you also prevent anybody else from getting in, including the father. But he wants to make the exchange with you today. Will you make the exchange with him? Will you make the decision? It it, it starts with a decision. June and I was talking about this the other day and I said, it starts with the decision, but it's a decision that you have to make every day. It's one decision. Father, I choose to forgive. I choose to let it go. I choose to forgive and I choose to let it go. They didn't even apologize. It ain't got nothing to do with them. They don't even act like they sorry. In fact, most people when they do stuff, they may not even know or even if they know they don't care. So why be a prison? You say, you don't understand what you talk about. You don't know what I've been. I have had the ultimate betrayal happen to me. And I had to go through a process because I was angry. And everybody was saying, you know, it's gonna be all right, brother. It's gonna be all right, brother. It's gonna be all right. And you know what I said, shut up. Cause it ain't being all right. And you telling me it's going to be all right. Don't make it all right. And I'm, I had to do what I'm telling you to do. I had to make the decision. The first thing the father says to do, you have to forgive. My flesh said, forgive. I'm trying to think about how I can kill them and not get caught. I've been watching those crime shows Lord. He says, I need you to forgive. Father, by faith, I forgive. It took some time, every day. Father, by faith, I forgive. Because in the beginning, I was doing it strictly by faith because in a natural, I did not want to forgive them. I wanted to get even. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Five baptized on my way to heaven, and oh, so glad about it. But my heart is broken. And I cried. Yes, a grown man cried. Yes, I did cry because I was hurt. How could they do that to me? And have no regards for my emotion, no regards for my feelings, no regards for what the damage that they did. But God is telling you, same thing he said to me, you gotta forgive them. And what helped me to forgive them is what he's telling you to do. Stop focusing on them and get your eyes back on me. See, as long as your eyes are on them, you're gonna find every flaw. I mean, every hair, that's, I got hair, but you can't see it. Every hair that's out of place. Every time they say something the wrong, I mean, it don't even have to be the wrong, wrong way, but because your filter is tainted, you're going to hear it the wrong way. And you're going to be pissed off all over. See, I know that, mother. And then you'll go back to speaking that language It's not heavenly language. They did it on purpose. I know they did it on purpose. How do you know? You don't even know what you be doing half the time. How are you going to know what somebody else's intent was? You don't know. So, God wants to make the exchange with you this morning. He says, I'm here to heal your broken heart. How did He heal the brokenhearted? How did He heal my broken heart? I took my focus off of them and placed my focus all on Him. I like to tell you it happened overnight. It didn't. I like to tell you it happened in a week. It didn't. It took about how long did I tell you? Uh, About. 20 days, 21 days, 30 days of just focusing on him. Father, I choose to forgive, and I got closer to him. Father, I choose to forgive, I got closer to him. And what I found out was, when I realized how much he loved me, it didn't matter how much somebody else did not. When I learned how much he loved me and what it is he did for me, it didn't matter what else that they did. Did And when when I started saying I forgive, I actually meant it. Because sometimes you can say it in church, it's not even meant it. I'm going to say it because the pastor said it, but in my heart, I really don't forgive that joker. And and he still owe me $25, Lord, and I still want my money. If I see him, Lord, I'm still going to run him over with my car and tell him that Jesus told me to do it. If I see him, I'm still going to choke him out, Lord, and then, you know, no. It's an exchange. Sometimes we we are so focused on what not to do that we never start doing what we're supposed to do. See, if you start focusing more on what it is you're supposed to do, then you won't have time to be doing stuff that you ain't supposed to do. Did y'all hear that? So what we had to do, had to make the exchange. And when I truly made the exchange with the Father on purpose, I'm gonna tell you, I was on my way. I was driving to service one day, I was on my way. I was gonna be leading praying, work, praise and worship that, certain, that Sunday, oh, I forgot to tell you, I was in ministry that I forgot to tell you that part too, I was broken. And, it's, and I'm on my way to church. Still in this process, and this is what he says I need you to get up because when you're brokenhearted, the first thing you want to do is lay down, cut the lights out, pull the shades down, put on some soft, some sorrowful. Nobody knows, and you call all your friends who are going to. Come to your pity party. Don't call me because I'm the last one you want at your pity party. Because I'm going to blow the stuff up like Jesus with the whip in the temple. Get your butt out that bed. Ain't no going to bed up in this. Get out of that bed. We're going to sit in there for it and have a pity party. Taking your sorrows to bed. <laughs> Come on, baby. We're going to cuddle. No. Take that mess to bed with you. That mess is designed to kill you. And it will rob you of your purpose it will choke the life out of you. And it will use you to do it. He wants to make the exchange with you. I said, Father, it hurts so bad. He says, I know. He says, but let make, let, make the exchange with me. Why? Because people need what you have. I'm at the traffic light, three blocks away from the church. I said, okay, Father, I'll make the exchange with you. He took my backpack. He gave me his joy. I went into the church. Nobody knew. Did I say nobody? Nobody knew. But I had to get honest. And that's what he's telling you. Get honest. Don't tell yourself, oh, I, 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 uh, <clears throat> I've forgiven them. No, you have not. If you see them right now, you, ooh, ooh and then, is that something in the road? <laughs> my suspension, on my yeah. All y'all sanctified folk, it's been real. So, Father, we made the exchange with you this morning. We give you our brokenhearted, and we're asking you to create us a, a clean heart, renew within us a right spirit. We make the exchange. Y'all want to make the exchange? Y'all interested? All right, do this. Uh, Dear, Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus we, make the with you. we make the exchange with you. We lay our broken hearts down before you. Before you. Your word says you will heal the brokenhearted. And set, and set the captives free. Create in me a clean heart. Clean a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. In right spirit. I, receive it I receive it right, it. right now. Right now. Right, now right now, Father, I choose to forgive, choose to forgive. all those all who despitefully used me, despitefully persecuted me, persecuted me, and spoken all manner of evil against me. I forgive them, I ask you to forgive them, them. and if it tries to come up again, again, remind me of this decision I made today, I I let it go, go. as far as the east is from the west, west? so far is it from me, me. I receive receive your joy, I receive your peace. right now now. in jesus name name. amen Amen. not every morning when you get up you when that thought tries to come up in the adversary we'll try to make sure that it's going to come up you tell him oh this house is under new management we don't we don't subscribe to that channel anymore that cable subscription has been cut off You really want to mess him up? Starts, starts, man! I need to find an opportunity to bless that joker with something. Mm -hmm. Make it opportunity. Make take that now. That does now. The thing about it is, is how do you know you really forgave when you can hear that person's name and you don't respond like it's still the first time? I've had to do it. I'm telling you. And when you let God do it, do the work in you, and do the work, do the work through you, then when you see that person and they see how blessed your life is because you let it go, let it go, let it go. Praise God. All right. So whichever one of y'all ask the Father the question about what's going on with my children. Whatever whatever one of y'all ask, what's going on with my coworkers, with my neighbors, with my community, you got your answer. Whichever one of y'all was asking, you know what, is that snow? Well, it's Whatever one of y'all asked the question, what about my broken heart? Is God concerned about the broken hearted? He just answered your question. See, the significance of praise and worship is this. It prepares your heart to receive the word. In fact, we had someone call us, called Juin, and said they had asked God a question, and during praise and worship, they hadn't even heard the word yet, God answered the question. God gave them direction. You want to know why? Because praise and worship is an exchange between you and God. It's an exchange. It's the setup. It prepares your heart. And God will share stuff with you through praise and worship, through pre-service prayer and praise and worship. If you do those two things and you didn't do anything else, God will minister to you in a way that you could not, even, you don't, man, mm, far beyond what you're the natural here could understand. And then when you start hearing it from, from, this, from the pulpit, he would just confirm everything you already heard. But if you... Side praise "Ah, praise the worship. And then come and like, I'm ready, Lord. He like, no, you ain't. I'm ready, Lord. No, you're not. You you still got sleeping. Yeah, you got you got a sleep bugger still in your eye. Talking about I'm ready. You ain't ready. You still have sleep. God says, when you really ready, you wake up. Oh, it's about to be on this morning. Woo-hoo-hoo. And then you get there before God. And by the time you get there, you already done praised and worshiped all morning before you got here. And on your way here, not listening to the news, not listening to brother so-and-so, but praise and worship, getting your heart ready to receive and also getting your heart ready to give. I already know. I'm calling you out. I'm, I'm calling you. Out. I'm putting you on blast this morning. I'm coming for you. Cause enough's enough. How you gonna help somebody else and you cluttered up? It's kind of like you know when somebody I told somebody about. I was telling them about this process. About once one thing pushes in the process, the other thing pulls through the process. But then some of y'all got y'all need some fiber. Y'all y'all constipated. Y'all need to have a movement. Y'all 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 constipated because y'all got so much stuff in there ain't nothing moving. So he he says men and women of God who who will say what he says to say to give you a movement. We like the fiber in the process. We move it through. So all right. All right. Are you ready for the work? When you make a decision that you die to your own will and your will is to do the will of him who sent you, none of the rest of it matters. When you die to your will, and you only want to do the will of him who sent you, none of the rest of it matters. Jesus is, is my example. He was, he was, he was hated, he was persecuted, he was mocked, he was betrayed, and yet, even through it all, he stayed focused on the fact that he saw you, he saw me. And he didn't let himself get distracted. So, Father, we pray and give you glory and praise in the name of Jesus for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, continue to move up and down each and every aisle, touch each and every person across this airway. We thank you for it down in Jesus' name. Amen. God told me to tell you this morning, He says, I have commissioned you for service. I have commissioned you for service. In the military, what they do before you go in to boot camp and everything, there's a swear, there's a swear-in service, and the, sur- the swear-in service is where you make the commitment that I'm taking on this commission, that I will defend this nation against enemies, foreign and domestic. I will do whatever it takes to guard these borders no matter what. So, with that in mind, I need everybody to stand up if you're at home, you're able to stand up. We're going to make we're going to get commissioned this morning. We're now we're making the decision to be commissioned. Now, if you don't mean this, sit yourself down because you're going to be on the hook. Well, let me help you with something. There when God gives a command, it's not optional. We treat God like we, we, we the the world and, and many in the body of Christ treats God like it's an ultimatum. You you know, if I want to choose you, you know, God A Buddha B, Harry Harry Christian C. God said there, that that this is not optional. So this morning he told me before we even get started in the word he says I want you to tell them I have commissioned them for service. So. Kind of like doing a marriage ceremony, the priester will say some words and all you have to do say is, I do. Are you ready? So the father told me to tell you that you have, he says, it's time for you to take up your commission. He says, your first commi- your commission is found in, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I'm reading out a passion translation, which says this. He says, "Now all authority has of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. If you step into that commission, say, I do. I do. He also says, I'm commissioning you to go. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures, creations. He who, who believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany you who have believed in my name, you will cast out devils. In my name, you will speak with new tongues. And in my name, you will pick up serpents. And in my name, if you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. And if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. If you believe that, say, I do. do. He also says, I have god told me to tell you this i have anointed you with the holy ghost and with power to go about doing good and healing all who are pressed to the devil because god says i am with you if you believe that say i do, sure, I do. he says i'm calling you to let your light shine before men In according to matthew chapter 5 verse 16 he says this let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works And glorify your Father, which is who is in heaven. If you are stepping into that commission, say, I do. do. Now, he also told me to tell you this you are a chosen race, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence of Him who has called you out of darkness and to his marvelous light, if that is you, say I do. Mm -hmm. Now I make this declaration over you as the as the apostle of God, as the man of God, that that which you have said I do to, he's already equipped you to do. He's already placed the gift of God on the inside of you. The grace of God is on the inside of you to be able to carry out your assignment. But he says, you're gonna to have to learn how to get before him so you can know how to specifically do it in your area and in your spirit of influence. You can't find, you're not gonna find it on YouTube. You're not gonna find it in the book, except his book and in his presence. You can't copycat this. You can't tr- cheat trick this one because everybody's spirit of influence and everybody in that in your spirit influence is different. So if you try to cookie cut it, you are gonna mess some stuff up. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So he says, I have commissioned you for service, and I'm telling you what I need you to do and how I need you to do it. I need you to go out and make disciples. I need you you to teach them what I've already taught you. Did you hear that? I need you to go out and make disciples and teach them whatever I taught you. How are you gonna do that? By letting your light shine. What's gonna happen when you begin to teach them what I taught you? You'll be getting to speak with new tongues. You'll be able to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You'll be able to cast the devil out. And if anything, deadly thing tries to harm you, it will not harm you. And God says to ensure that you have success, I'm going to go with you. I'm gonna anoint you with the Holy Ghost and power, and I'm still gonna go with you. And when I'm going with you, guess what? I'm gonna do I'm going to confirm my word with signs and wonders. Whose word is he going to confirm? His or yours? His word. His word, not your Frankenstein doctrine, his word. Which is the gospel of the kingdom. Are y'all listening? He's gonna confirm his word. So what is he telling you? Go. If I had a title for this message, it's go time. Go, go, go. Why? Because if you don't let your light shine, if you remain silent, then people are gonna be lost. And the gospel will remain here to those who are already lost because the adversary has already begun to blind their minds so that they won't even begin to get the revelation. And they're gonna get revelation, more revelation based off of what it is they see you do. Speak the word, do it. Speak the word, do it. Try that with me. Speak the word, do it. Speak the word, do it. Stop all that dad blasted talking. You talk too much. When I used to be, when I was growing up, we used to have this saying in back in the day, put up or shut up. Don't talk. If you're going to talk about it, be about it. But if you ain't going to be about it, stop talking about it. Because all you do is just irritate the bejeebus. It's kind of like a husband saying, oh, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. I love you. I'll never come home. I work all the time. No bills are getting paid. I got time for everything else but you. But, baby, I love you. She's going to look at you like you got a third eye in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> Joke If You don't get to go. Oh baby, I love you, honey. I love you, and then you always wearing that grandma gown all the time and everything. Talk about baby, I love you. I love. You. And he like, that's not sexy? And then he look at you. You, you. I'm a woman of God. Don't touch me, girl. Please read your Bible. People don't respond to everything that you say. The word is a seed. Oh, that's good you can't pray this just pray and that's it you know what i'ma do for a move of the lord i'm gonna pray okay i need you to go something. T- no, no, no i ain't got time to go because i gotta pray did y'all read that do y'all know what he said when Jesus told him to pray, he says, pray to the Lord that laborers, for more laborers to be sent into the harvest. That's in my Bible, that's in your Bible too. Matthew chapter nine, pray to the Lord that laborers will be sent to the harvest. What does that mean? You gotta go. You gotta go. I mean, you gotta open up your mouth and say something. And d- stop arguing with people. They see you. Oh, Lord, here they come. Here they come. Damn. And oh, shoot, here they come. I know what they're gonna do. They wanna argue and debate. Stop arguing and debate with people. You really wanna mess them up? Ask them how the weather is. Man, how do, man what's going on? How's your final? You have a good weekend, man? Everything? Everything's a good with you. Oh, boy, well, ooh, man. What'd you do this one? Man, I have, man, I want this. We had a meeting on Sunday, man, it was off the chain. We are talking about, we got to let it go. Man, let me talk to you about what it means to to, how you get over a broken heart. Bam. what you do? Met them right where they're at. Did y'all see that? He just demonstrated everything that he's told me to say to you this morning. He just demonstrated it all. But you ain't gonna get there. Guess what? Intercession is only one form of prayer. First of all, supplications, prayers, intercession. First Timothy chapter two, verse one. First of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, giving thanks be made unto all men for kings and those who are in authority. So intercession is only one form of prayer. Intercession is when you're standing in the gap for somebody else who does who can't stand in the gap for themselves. Enter between session. Intercession like an intersection. Bringing things together that are far from each other. So if all you do is say, I'm going to intercede for who? The believer. You don't intercede for a believer. You supplicate for the believer. Ephesians chapter 6, 18 says, Praying always with all prayers and supplications. Praying always with all prayers and supplications. For the body, you supplicate for the body. You intercede for the loss. But you're not, but you know what you're praying for? Lord, Lord, just send a laborer by. Okay, I'm going to send you. No, Lord, wrong, 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 wrong voicemail. Lord, wrong voicemail. I said, send a Larry. He said, I am. I'm sending you. Jordan and I was talking about this yesterday. Man, y'all to come to the house sometime. We have some good conversations. And we don't be just be sitting there with the Bible open, just like, what the Lord saying to you today? There may be actual stuff going on in the workplace and everything, and God will say, hey, remember Esther? Esther was a plant who was planted to save the children of Israel for such a time as this. Guess what, Esther's? You are a plant to, to be able to bring healing, deliverance, salvation, wholeness and completeness to the place where you have been planted, own your jobs, in your communities, in your neighborhoods. But we tell people where we live at and where the church is at, they'd be like, you live where? The church is where? How in the world are y'all out there? Why in the world are y'all out there? Because that's where God said, I'm I'm gonna plant you. Why? To bring healing, deliverance, salvation, and completeness to the communities to where we're at. Look outside. (laughs) They need healing, deliverance, wholeness, completeness. Do y'all see that? It's time to go. Turn your neighbors. It's time, it's go time. Turn to the other neighbor and say, it's go time. Time to get off the bench, time to dust dust, dust those cleats off, dust your gear off, you know, do some stretching and everything with your prayers in the morning. Oh Lord, I'm ready. Oh, Jesus. ooh, Get your prayers and worship on and then get out there and go. I know, I know. I see this. Yeah. I got five minutes. If you don't go, if you remain silent, if you stay quiet, this is what your adversary is doing. The whole time that you're sitting there, sleep, chilling, I'm waiting for that great wake up, that great wake up morning when the birds are gonna be singing <laughs> and the and everything's gonna be all right. The sun is gonna be shining and Jesus is gonna come through the air. And he's gonna be blowing the trumpet. He gonna say, come on up here. I'm expecting. Well, you sitting back waiting. This is what your adversary is doing. First Timothy chapter four says this, but the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares that in the latter times, the sun will turn away from the faith, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. So they're gonna be turning away, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. Through how they're gonna do it, through the hypocrisy. Didn't we talk about that at the beginning? Through the hypocrisy, And pretensions of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid people to marry and teach them to abstain from certain kinds of foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and have increasingly clear knowledge of the truth. How is he going to do it? What? But the same time when you're not telling them the truth, somebody else is going to be feeding them a lie. Did y'all, see, did, y- did y'all hear that? The same time that you're not telling them the truth, somebody else is going to be feeding them a lie. How how are they doing it? All you got to do is cut, shoot, turn TV on, turn your news on, get on social media. You want to you want to blow have your uh, blow have a give your brain a brain cramp. Cut be on social media for about an hour. Your brain will go flat poof with all the junk that you gonna get fed. And I'm talking about people that you, I ain't talking about, I mean, because everybody has a friend and everybody's friend doesn't follow the same pattern you follow. So if you read their face, shoot, go. We I, I only go to Facebook to post. I used to go and read, it's like some of the, man, The election series did it for me. Before we got to to the election, I I, I can't do it, Lord. This joke is crazy. Everybody has an opinion. If your opinion doesn't align it with the word of God, it's just your opinion. But the way that the adversary does it is he's going to use words when you don't speak the word of God and you take the word of God and you dilute it down so far to try to get people to understand it, that you take it out of context, guess what you have done you created a vacuum and your adversary is going to fill that vacuum. He's bombarding with it. How you know? I'm going to show it to you, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says this, okay, he says, for though you live in the flesh, or walk in the flesh. We are not carrying out our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of fortified patterns of thinking. In so much as we refute or put off arguments, we put off theories, we put off reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So how does he do it? How are you getting bamboozled, hoodwinked, straight up slapped upside your head? Because you're allowing arguments and theories and reasonings and every high thing which exalts, it tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God to take up residence in your head. Even though in some ways, the way you was raised. My mama said, you don't let no man talk to you like that. My mama said, you, if that man, he got feet, he can go and get his own plate. My mama said, don't you ever let no woman tell you what to do. You you the man, my daddy told me, you the man in your house. A woman's supposed to submit herself to the man. Whoa, cousin, But go back and read that scripture again. Because before he said, Husband, why submit yourselves to the husband? He says, Submit yourselves one to another. So he the woman did not come from the man under the man's foot. She's his rib. She was on his side. But women in this culture. What women are being told to do that it exhausts itself against the, what the w- true word of God says is absurd your authority, woman. You take your place at home. You just as strong as him is. You make just as much money as him. You should have just as much say as he has. You gotta, you, you, if, if you leave today, the whole house is falling down. You the one, he will pump your head up and you will go out and try to absurd, just upset your authority over that guy. And guess what's going to happen? As a man, he will resist you. So go ahead with your your super um, woman power. Go ahead with your super fire self. Go on out there and and bust some stuff up. And then come, don't call me talking about why won't my marriage work. I'm telling you why. Because it says submit one to another, which means man, sometimes you got to submit to her. Women, sometimes you got to submit to him. Do you know it doesn't tell a woman to love her husband? It tells her to honor him. You know what it tells the man to do? Love your wife. You want to know why? Because the first time she the first time she disrespects him, the first thing he's going to pull is love. The first time he acts like he don't love her, the first thing she's going to do is disrespect him. And now both of y'all are sitting there arguing and fussing with one another, and it's both of y'all fault. This is what it means to upset arguments reasonings and theories above the true knowledge of God what does god's word say is June and I having some issues well we don't but if we have some in- had, had any uh intent intense fellowship the first i don't go to god talking about her I go to god talking what is lord what what's up get your girl what's up with that You need to go do X, Y, Z, okay. And the first thing she would tell you is I say, Father, I choose to forgive. Whether she ever forgives or not, I forgive. And I choose to walk in love with her no matter what. Does that mean she did anything to change what it is I needed her to do? No, it's not my responsibility to try to change her. Heck, I can't change me. My responsibility is, let me see, Love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. What? Do you know what Christ did with the church? How much he put up with the church? And then woman's like, he don't love me the way I'm supposed to do it. Do you respect him? Do you honor him? He don't deserve no honor. So why do you deserve love? It didn't say if he deserved it. It says do it. See, when we start putting in our own arguments and theories and reasonings, we have created a stronghold. My mama was a strong woman. My mama is a strong woman, strong, do you hear me? She raised three boys. My mama is a strong woman, but when it came to my father, my mama was submissive to him, but he didn't lord over her, he loved her, which made it easy for her to submit she submitted to him, which made it easy for him to love. Do y'all, do y'all see how this works? But if you, I, I, you know what I'm gonna do, when he, sad, he starts loving me, then I'm gonna submit to him. Well, you gonna be waiting a heck of a long time. I'm gonna swore. You gonna be waiting a heck of a long time. Well, I am going to love her as soon as she starts submitting to me, you gonna be waiting a heck of a long time because it's never gonna happen. And the adversary got both of y'all acting a fool. And y'all, I'm gonna call the pastor and tell him to fix our marriage. And I'm coming with my Bible to slap you upside your head and tell you stop acting crazy. Wow. This is why, and this is how the adversary is tearing up people's households and tearing up people's families and tearing up the church because the word of God says this and people are absurding their theories and arguments and reasons which they're getting from the world to try to fix a problem that only the word will fix. That's why you can't be silent. That's why you have to go. That's why you gotta go tell people on your job when it's talking about why, why is the company going the way it is? Well, you don't have any, you don't have any guidelines and structures and the guidelines and structures that you have are not are not honorable. You can't get good doing bad. It don't work that way. Amen? All righty then. Well, praise the Lord. You, it's time to go. And you have been commissioned for service to let your light so shine among men. I know, I know. Some of y'all is like, whoa, I was not expecting that today. Well, you know the awesome thing about God? God says, I know exactly what it is that you need when you need it, how you need it. And I'm just, and He's calling many people. I I've, I've talked to some of my friends, and many of my friends who are in ministry are saying it's time out for the for the for the for the uh, candy sermon. You got to tell people the truth. They can't live by just man cannot live by bread and bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if you never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you like to, I'd like to give you an opportunity right now to act out on everything that we talked about this day. We talked about it's time to go and make disciples. And here at the Depot, we love for you to be a part of the family, love for you to, to enlist in the service of making disciples. And in order to be a disciple, In order to make disciples, you gotta know what it means to be a disciple. And that simply means to be taught, to be teachable. So God could, so he sends men and women to God to teach you what his word says so that you can apply it to your life. So you can go out and teach other people how to apply it to their everyday life. But if you never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do it today. And it's as simple as praying this prayer with me, spin it out of your mouth, meaning it from your heart. Say this with me, dear heavenly father, In the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my burdens for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry. And I receive your offer of forgiveness. I'm now born again, again. Holy Spirit, Spirit, come into me, me. fill me to overflow, overflow. that I might speak with other tongues tongues. as you give me utterance, utterance. by faith I believe I receive, receive right now, now. in Jesus' name, amen. And if you pray that prayer for the very first time or you rededicated your life, we want to thank you and welcome you back into right fellowship, back into the kingdom of God, back into right relationship with our heavenly father and our Lord and savior Jesus Christ. Now, the next step men, uh, faithful life, a.k.a. the depot is a great place for you to get trained up to be equipped to go out and run the race that has been set before you. And man, we love to have you join us each week, whether online or in person, in the name of Jesus. So if you will, send us some information at info at faithfullifeottawa.com. That's info at faithfullifeottawa.com and we'll get your information and we'll respond back to you right away. We start here every Sunday morning at 925 for pre-service prayer, and then we go right into the service. Also, we will be having our mission Sunday next Sunday, and we will be having communion next Sunday. So you want to make sure that you have you're prepared for that. Also, we'll have um, outreach on Fourth Saturday uh, at the uh, Osgood Emergency Food Bank. Glory be to God. We'll also be having a meeting on Thursday with the um, Authority of the Believers series. I believe we're in class number 11, but man, it's still a great time. So if you wanna join us, just go to our website at faithfullifecenter.com and you will be able to uh, find out all the information there. Also, if you wanna give, there is a, a, a button on the website or there's a button on our on our YouTube page that you can click on and we'll take you. So you can also, if you wanna uh, so into the ministry that helps us to uh, speak the word of God and preach it all over the world. In fact, the podcast ignite to life uh, is going all over the world in the United States, also in Canada in Denmark and in Germany and over in uh, Taiwan. I mean, it's going places that we could have never <laughs> praised God. I'm like Denmark, glory to God. Okay. So it's going all over the world. So, what I'm asking you to do is, is to go this week. Go and, and be a, make disciples. Go and be the light. Go and go let your light show shine. Again, okay, my name is Milton Jones. Um, my wife, June, and I, we want to thank you for joining us today. And along with our Depot family, have a g- great week. And we will see you next time. Have a good day.